This is Alonzo Bowden. I want to welcome you to episode 331 of my podcast, Who's Paying Attention? And today, by popular demand, and by that I mean you guys like when I have guests, I have. So this guy, let's see, comedian, writer, producer, Emmy Award winner, actor, father, incredible sports fan, and a man with nothing but free time. Jeff Cesario. <laughs> I'm exhausted just listening to that. <laughs> I can't believe I did any of that. <laughs> I you, need a nap. You have done all of it. You have done all of it. We've done a fair amount of it together. That's correct. Which which is always fun. So what I wanted to talk to you about today, and we, we had talked about this briefly, um, the assholes are winning. I mean, I mean, you said it before, right before we started, you know, pricks, assholes and jerks. It's like planes, trains and automobiles. Yeah. And it, what is it? I mean, from, you know, from the the anti-vax mask things to yeah. the, the armed insurrections at, at governments <laughs> to, you know, walking the dog without a leash in the park, not cleaning up after the dog or not using turns and every level in between. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. There seems to have been an empowerment of, uh, of um, I would call it low-rent elitism. There seems to be an empowerment <laughs> <laughs> that's happening at that level <laughs> where it's like you used to kind of be an asshole – because we're all assholes at, at times. times. Yes, at times. We're all assholes. Most of us can put it in check or recognize it. And, um, you know, so s- there are now people who think that that is an acceptable way to behave a lot of the time. And, it, and it, it's it's a slow-moving machine and then it pops through that's all they need is a break in the dike <laughs> you know because it, it's it's like uh the macarena everybody went well that's stupid right until it wasn't <laughs> and then everybody was doing it yeah it just popped through man <laughs> i wish i wish it were as innocuous as the macarena yeah know? i mean now like like here's a trend that might be a bit disturbing <laughs> attacking school board meetings there, there are parents yeah. at the school board who are so angry over a mask thing or, or a vaccine. No, it's not even vaccine. It's just mask. But they literally, they go in screaming. They threaten school board members and teachers. And, and the other thing is, like, what are you teaching your kid? You're teaching your kid, okay, if you don't like the rules, throw a tantrum. Yeah. That is exactly w- one of the tenets of this movement <laughs> is is don't necessarily play by the rules. I, look, Steve Bannon, subpoena, fuck your subpoena. You go, what do you mean, fuck your subpoena? You can't do it's that. It's only Congress. <laughs> you know, so there is this empowerment of I didn't get my way, so I'm just going to change things or scream until I get my way. And it's it's Karenism, but while a lot of people might be pleased with this, uh, it's not uh, gender specific. Oh it's, no, it's not, gender not, neutral now. Yeah. There are a lot of Karens. Karens and Kens. I, that's I was informed Black, that we call white, it. 
uh, Asian, male, female, uh, trans. It doesn't matter. There are there are Karen assholes everywhere, and it's really maybe it's a good thing. We'll have to push this. I think life is generally a pendulum. I'm from Wisconsin. Wisconsin has an unbelievable political history. Everything from Joe McCarthy and the anti-communist red-baiting Senate hearings all the way over to Robert La Follette, who was probably the only legit progressive who ever got elected to a power office, governor of Wisconsin. And it constantly goes back and forth. We've had, you know, crazy Republican senators like Ron Johnson. And then all you got to do is dial back, I don't know how many, 20 years, maybe 25 years, 30 years. You had, you had, uh, William Proxmire and Gaylord Nelson, who were two of the most amazing Democratic senators of all time, worked across party lines, got so much shit done. And I just think we happen to be right here on the pendulum swing right now. I, it's at the apex. <laughs> it's going to swing back, and hopefully it settles right here in the I center hope, at some point. I hope you're right. But, you know, the thing about it, and, you know, I love— the thing with politics, right? Because, okay, so you say something political. First of all, you're a comedian. You're not supposed to be talking about politics, right? And then it's like, don't make it political, even though everything is political. Yeah. And then it's, you don't know what the hell you're talking about anyway, right? So the, those three things being said, oh, and number four, it's Obama's fault. Because let's be honest, yeah, it is. Sure. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> My wife and I say that over like, you know, trip on something in the front hall. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> it's such a great phrase. But what you're you know, what you're talking about though, the crazy, right, has now become the brand. Like like Marjorie Taylor Greene, like that's her brand. I am crazy. And I will take the the most extreme, ridiculous view of any issue you put up and and my followers, right, double down on it. I yeah. mean, th this is so so I get what you're saying and and you know, the thing with the Republican party and they always say why well, you make fun of Republicans not Democrats. Republicans are much funnier. Their crazy is much funnier. We have yeah. crazy Democrats, but never as good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's full blown. The Democrats have no testosterone when it no. comes to crazy. <laughs> the best crazy is Republican crazy because they drive from, you know, from Taylor Green all the way. They just pump it full of, of uh, wiener pills. And, and it's just supercharged. This podcast brought to you by. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, so it's, yeah. And the there's two things. You, you mentioned their followers. And here's what's happened with social media, is you can get these slivers of an audience, and that's all you need. The upside is creatively, you don't need... 25 million uh, people watching your television show to be a success. You can have 500,000 and people go, if it's the right 500,000, the advertisers will pay to hit that 500,000 people and you're in like Flint. But the downside of that is when you get, everybody's just looking for their demographic now. Just find me my Patreon and let me check out and I'll just appeal to them. The rest, I'll be a mini God to them. So all you got to do is find that, you know, and then you're home free. And that's sort of the downside of, of social media is that 
any anybody with any crazy conspiracy theory or any nutball asshole take can narrow it down and find people who go sounds that's that's what I've been thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're laughing about it, but but it's real and and to the point and some of it is just annoying, right? The day-to-day annoyance, like the dog thing, right? So so I have a dog now and I walk the dog and and it's like how do you not clean up after your dog? Like, how are you that? Per- My thing is, like, if you don't clean up your dog shit, your dog shit. Like, how do you yeah. just figure, you know, it, it's it's society, right? There there are certain, I'll use the word rules, but it's, it's almost like just society's way of getting along. Like, hey, this is a park. Everybody goes to the park. Yeah. Nobody wants to walk in dog shit. How, it's so, so here's my, my question. <laughs> <laughs> How does someone just decide, like they look at the sign and they see it and they're like, nope, doesn't apply to me. Just, just, nope, it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> take that little example you just gave and blow it up to a mask or a vaccine and you've got that same character trait running through it. Some people just don't want to be told anything. Some people don't grasp the beauty of what the democracy is, which is freedom, until we hit a speed bump, and then we're going to sit down and figure out what's best for everybody, and we'll have to deal with it. And then there's always going to be some people who go, I'm not dealing with it. I'm just doing what I want to do. And eventually, you yank them along. It, it happened with litter. <laughs> you know, and, and forget that shit. I'm throwing my fast food right out the yeah until right you get window. two tickets. Right, and you go, oh fuck it. I guess I'll throw them in the back seat. Well, my favorite and then, was you know seat belts, speed limit, whatever it might be, anything that is for the greater good always causes a problem for some people. And and I do understand that fuck me, fuck you attitude. Sometimes there's some things in my life. Like, you know, like if somebody, I had a situation once where somebody said, hey, your opening joke is great. Could you not do it? Because it's, it's somebody here doesn't want to hear it. And you go, uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I'll do my <laughs> opening joke anyway. <laughs> you know, so I have it naturally as an Italian. And then you add comedian to it. And, and so I get the impulse, but at some point we got to, uh, calm it all down, I think. Right. And it, the impulse, listen, it, it's a lot of times it's a hassle. A lot of times the rules are a hassle. And when you talk about that, what you just said about being a comedian on stage and saying something that offends people, there's some guy in the news lately that's had a had a bit of a problem with that. I don't know. <laughs> He's, but but even on a – and, you know, they start yelling about freedom of speech and, and this and that. But, but even – right – which freedom of speech is fun because it's like, well, no, I have freedom of speech, but yeah. you don't because you said something that I don't like. So, no, it doesn't apply to you. What is that? Yeah. What, what is the, you know, well, yeah, I have this freedom and you don't think. And you touched on the masks and here. And this is like if this were open to the public, this would be a 12-hour podcast, right, of just annoying <laughs> shit, right? The people who, and this is when you're just being a child and you're hard to deal with. 
like I'm going to wear a mask, but I'm going to wear it under my chin. Like intentionally, I'm going to wear it down here like it's a beard covering. Yeah. Just so I can. It's like you're a, a eight-year-old kid saying, I'm wearing one. I'm wearing one. Yeah, yeah. And you're you're an adult man. And this is a man thing. This is yeah, a man thing. That's true. <laughs> so Here's what I would say. Have the balls. Have the balls to stand on the pants rack at Costco <laughs> and say, this is all bullshit. Have the stones. Don't, to do don't that. challenge don't them because they this. do that at Target. They attack. <laughs> they attack the ta- no. They attack the men. See, this is the thing. Anything we used to make a joke out of is now real. <laughs> I know. I know. It's an empowerment still. I, be- I firmly believe, but it does tie into what you're talking about, which is an erosion of just civil behavior. You know, and, and that has to sort of we got to find a way where there's a price to pay for uncivil behavior. I, I really believe that just being discourteous should, in certain situations, be a felony. That's my feeling. <laughs> I think that six months in the clink or a seven thousand dollar fine, something. If you seriously are going to cut across four lanes of a fucking highway yes. just because you missed your exit, no. I, I mean, you know, it probably your dad and my dad. That's who I hear. That's who we hear in the back of our heads going, you know what? Asshole, go down to the next, next exit, exit and, make and a turn U-turn. around. Right. Come back, get on the, either turn on the street or get off the high. And they, they didn't have GPS. They just knew yeah. or... <laughs> They would continue driving. Like, we were kids. We didn't know. They were completely lost. They were completely lost. But they kept driving because the point was you never ask. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I come from a family where we overdo that, where we're too conscious of other people's uh, needs, you know, and you got to put yourself first. So we got to find a healthy way as a society, to have good self-esteem, but also understand there's a greater good in place. Well, you have to be kind to your fellow man. You know, you talk about your family, and I'm the same way, but I think it's also generational. Like, we were raised to follow the rules. Now, yeah. most of us, and, and in some cases, I've felt the same way. Like, damn, I follow the rules too much because it's so deeply ingrained. Right. And and yeah, I'm an asshole sometimes. I've I've you know, turned without the turn signal on. My favorite is when they're halfway through the turn and then they turn on the signal. It's like, who are yeah. you telling? I, I, <laughs> you know, it seems like such a small thing, the turn right. signal. But it is, it is the first indicator. It's like, it's like a 12-year-old going, hey, uh, could I see Reefer Madness? It's the first indicator. Right. <laughs> the turn signal is the first indicator. And you hit right on the head. They, they're, it, it's not for you. It's for the people behind you. Right. It drives me insane. It drives me insane when you're not paying attention. Drive. That's it. Yeah. I don't care how big your Tesla screen is. Drive. Oh, you know. That's what you're in the car for. Here's the deal. When I get in my car, I have a unique approach. I have a place to go. (laughs) And I'm fucking trying to get there, okay? I know you're just trying to decide, are we going to Cracker Barrel or are we going to Antique first? I don't care. (laughs) But right now, you are driving. Drive. You, You hit a nail on the head with the Tesla thing. Like, they have another level. Just Tesla people. I, I always say Tesla people are Prius people that made it, 
right? Yeah. You, you know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they have the giant screen and they they keep being told their car can drive itself even though it can't. Yeah, that is So they're just like, "Nah, I'm just like you said, like I'm I'm researching on the internet where to go antiquing. I need an antiquing place near to crack a barrel." Right. So I have to yelp it and find and they're doing this they're on doing the screen. That, yeah. While the car is moving forward that you better be paying attention to because I'm not. Yeah. And, and uh, first of all, I think, I, think the, I think the Prius attracts buyers who have undiagnosed learning disabilities. <laughs> I don't know what is going on there. And then you're right. It's blown up for the Tesla. The only advantage that Tesla has is they can correct their mistake in a fucking nanosecond. I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that car. <laughs> but but the other thing about that car is is they they you know they did have the giant display where they were going to show how uh, indestructible their window was and they got put a hammer right through it. So <laughs> when they tell you it drives itself, just remember the broken window. That's right, all I'm saying. Right. But but yeah, the turns it's for other people. It's 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 to let people know I'm going to turn up here a ways. I'm gonna or I'm gonna get out of your way because I see I see I'm going too slow. You know, I'm going to move out of the way and let you, you know, take off. So those little courtesies have left the building. Yeah. And we got to bring them back. The idea, and you know, you talked about one thing. You talked about littering, and I'm going to go with a, a bigger one, smoking. And I used mm-hmm. to be a smoker, right? Society banned smoking. It wasn't any rule. It was just society just got to a point where like, okay, you want to smoke? You're an asshole go outside and go down the block, right? They, it was the health thing when, they, when the doctors came out and said, you know, secondhand smoke will kill people. Like, no one listened to the doctors. But then when it was like, you stink, we don't like you, we don't want yeah. you here. Like, so... so Public shaming public is, is not shaming. a bad thing. Right, right. And, and <laughs> It can happen. <laughs> the, the, the idea, it's, it's so... Funny, the concern, and by the way, if you have a Prius or a Tesla and you think we're picking on you, we are, but listen, there's other cars that, that fall oh, into yeah. the list. The, the Dodge Charger happens to be one. Many large pickup trucks happen to fall into that yeah. category. You know, so, so listen, if you park, if your pickup truck takes two spaces, you don't get to park by the door, all right? Right. Go to the end of the parking lot and take up two spaces not the two spaces next to the handicap spot. Yeah. And if you're on the the checkerboard or the striped area of the handicap spot, you're in the handicap spot. Stop being an asshole. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you mentioned something that uh, that that harkens to the beauty, the tragic beauty of democracy. Is it takes <laughs> 50 to 60 years <laughs> but it works and it's the best thing we have we tend to forget this especially now because it seems at times uh, like like the world is in flames around us and in many ways it is but if we trust the system and just try to bring people back to the system work within the system that's what pisses me off a lot of times is people who think they have the ability to work outside the system again it's that elitism it's that assholeism that they oh we're just going to go do this and you go wait a second we built this whole democracy on this so it, it took i remember and i'm sure you do too uh 
First of all, the whole plane used to be able to smoke. Right. Then they had a smoking section and a non-smoking section. And if I may, generally speaking, it was right around row 22. <laughs> then row 23 was your non-smoking section. Right. And you go, you can't, that, that. You cannot stop that, that smoke. That doesn't work. The smoke doesn't know, oh, I can't go forward of row 23? Got that it. existed <laughs> 10 years before the machinations worked it out. Movie theaters, same way. <laughs> yeah. Movie theaters, same way. Yeah. So trust it. You may not be around to see it, but it will eventually work. <laughs> it's it's just fascinating to me sometimes. When, at my best, at my best, I don't get angry. I'm just fascinated. I almost want to ask, so what day did you decide these rules don't apply? Just, yeah. you know, when did you decide, um, you know, it's the cell phone. So, so I give you my cell phone thing. I was in Phoenix Airport, and this woman was on her phone. And I knew where she was going and what time her appointment was and who she was going to see. And and what that made me do, it made me conscious. I was like, wow, if I could hear her, my voice is deep and loud and carries. And that's when I said, I'll start texting or walk away. Like, I'm not going to be on the phone yeah. near people. Because it's, it's annoying. Like like the joke, can I get some privacy? It's like, no, you're in public. Yeah. Yeah, sure, you get privacy. Go somewhere private. Right, right. You're in public. No, yeah. you can't have privacy here. There is literally a Starbucks across the street from the other Starbucks. <laughs> you can find a place with some privacy for your conversation about your project that's in development. Thank you, because <laughs> it is. Yeah, there is something to be said. Here's one of the things that eh, maybe it's a slightly larger issue, which is good. Uh, we, we've... In an attempt to allow everyone to advocate for themselves, uh, we have opened up an awful lot of people in this country, myself included, who have been used to repress, uh, repressing our feelings and uh, filled with either guilt or shame and then passive aggressiveness. We may have discarded some of those tools too, too fast. There's something to be said for passive aggressiveness. <laughs> and there's, some, <laughs> you know, there's right. something to be said for, as we pointed out, shame. Eventually, public shame will, will push us like, like an Australian shepherd into the right pen and we'll all get there, but it's, gonna, it's just going to take a while. And you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and the thing here's another thing with public shame. And, you know, I love blaming it on the media because why not? But. When you look at certain stories, they won't say this is wrong, okay? Like like just looking at, at the news headline here, you know, it, it talks about a driver intentionally rams vaccine mandate protesters. And it's like, well, no, a crazy man tried to kill people. Like, like, <laughs> like you yeah. know what I mean? Like, like no, this is not, this yeah. is not reasonable behavior. Let's not cover it like... You know, it, it was like in Texas, right, when they, they have that law that you got to teach both sides of an issue, and then they're like, well, we got to teach the other side of the Holocaust. Like, no, you don't. Yeah. And, and why does someone have to tell you there's no good side to the, you know, right. to, the, to the other side of the Holocaust? Yeah, the now. other side of the Holocaust is people went insane through <laughs> fascism and decided it was okay to kill a bunch of people. Right. So... If that's the other side they're teaching, then great. But if they're looking for something else, then you're in a problem. And there's so 
much out there right now. There's so much information. There's so many places to get your information that you have to try to slow down and go, what exactly is the correct information here? Who's doing what to who? Right. Well, they, yeah, definitely that problem of, of the partisan information. And you like you said earlier, anything you want to believe, you can find someone on the Internet who believes it. But you're, you're supposed to be, and this I don't know how you do this in this era, but you're supposed to be intelligent enough to say, well, no, that's ridiculous. That couldn't be true. Or, or go to a legitimate, listen, I know that the New York Times and the LA Times are in on it. I understand. But <laughs> I know they're in on it. But go to a in legitimate news source. Like sometimes when I hear a story, it's like, Okay, let me let me Google this and see if it's being covered by anybody who does real news. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, absolutely. It, it, which that's a whole other uh, kaleidoscope, <laughs> which I'll get into in a second. But but just the idea of um, opposing media for us experiencing it now, and if you want to pinpoint it. Fox and own news versus NBC and the New York Times, however you want to position it, this is not new. Right. This has been going on for the entire history of this country. There have been newspapers in cities that have had offices right across the street from each other who literally threw mud at each other's <laughs> candidates constantly. Oh, yeah? He screwed a dog. Fuck you. Right. <laughs> he killed 18 people. <laughs> what? You know, they didn't care. It was blind fiction they were writing about, <laughs> about whatever they didn't like, at each other. Yellow journalism mm -hmm. forever in this country. So... So we have slowly gotten to a place. Can I just stop you right now yeah. and say you're probably not allowed to say yellow journalism Anymore, or shame yeah. the history of journalists who lied in America. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. just our disclaimer that we have to add to everything. The greatest thing about the whole Chappelle thing to me was when he said, I will do anything you guys ask if you admit that uh, uh, Hannah Gatsby isn't funny. <laughs> That's what he said. I thought, that is hilarious. Uh, that's just funny, right. the way it's phrased, the way it's structured, whether uh, w to the point where I don't know if he cares <laughs> if Hannah Gatsby's funny or not. Just the balls to phrase it that way. Just to it, say it, yeah. As a comedian, you just you go, wow, that's hilarious. But yeah, yeah, yeah there's always a center. And then we get comfortable because we think at 12 years – of uh, moderate, moderate, modest civility becomes what we think is the norm, and maybe it isn't. Then it gets yanked one way or the other, and and we're we're back in it. We're back in people just just throwing crap at each other. Yeah, it's um, it, although I will say this, and I've I've said this before. There's an unfair um, comparison. In other words. If I look at Fox News and I look at MSNBC, yeah, it's right and left. But Fox is way more right than MSNBC is left. I think there's a false equivalency in that. There could be, but in other words, I like cannot MSNBC watch. doesn't have a Tucker Carlson. 
or a Sean Hannity? Well, depending. People would say, and some of this is devil's advocate. Okay, that's Some of it isn't. I'm good with that. But Rachel Maddow can just rub people the absolute wrong way. And once that happens, that's it. Yeah. The That's only it. thing I will it's say. Like, if it's like if you say to somebody, Jennifer Anderson's sexy. Right. A lot of guys will go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And other guys will go, ooh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, no, you're right about Rachel. But the, the one thing I will give Rachel Maddow against it is she doesn't just make up things to say. True. That, that's where I say the false equivalent. Not liking her. Listen, yeah. Don Lemon, same thing. There's people who can't stand Don Lemon, and I get it. I get it if you, if you can't stand Don sure, he's Lemon. Sure, he's the Don Cornelius of news. Right, Don right. Lemon. But, but when you get into, well, we're just going to make up facts, yeah. then you're like, okay, stop now. You know, hey, we're not news, we're opinion. What's in the title? Fox News, yeah. not Fox Opinion. Exactly. <laughs> and that's something that, that relates to the point you brought up earlier, which is what is news, what isn't news, and this whole breaking apart of – there's no centralized show business, no centralized news business anymore. It's all decentralized, and there's a great advantage to that in so many ways. But the downside is exactly this. We start with um, The Daily Show. It's a brilliant idea. Let's do a fake news show. Mm. You know, people have dabbled in it in various and assorted ways, but let's do a whole one and put a comedian right at the desk and give it a go. And then we'll make our satire points through a, a larger satire of the entire news business. Ten years later, they do a survey. 60% of college kids get their news from the Daily Show. <laughs> and, he got, and even Stewart went, guys. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I essentially did this to get off the road for six months. I don't know what you guys are doing, but we're trying to make a joke of this. So, it, you know, you look at the personalities on both sides. But for me, especially the right, only because I, it's more clear to me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of them that tried stand-up. Once, twice, several times, didn't work. Rush Limbaugh, uh, um, Glenn Beck. Uh, I can't remember her name, the blonde. <laughs> Which one? Uh, yeah. You know, uh, and, you know they, they all tried stand-up, and they didn't get traction. I'm not even criticizing them because I know how hard stand-up is. They didn't get the traction they wanted. It wasn't right. They got into radio. They tried something else. They tried uh, whatever. And then they found that this sort of center right, right, right move got them some traction, got them an audience. Now you got the audience. Now you got the audience. Now you go, all right, I started the plane. Now how do I fucking fly this? Holy crap. I got 100,000 followers. I got 500,000. What do I do now? Well, I give them what they want. Okay, now we'll get the wing flaps up. Now we're starting to fly. And it becomes that. I remember doing... Politically incorrect with Tucker Carlson 25, 27 years ago. I don't even know when it was. Yeah. And he was just a kid trying to get some, you know, he was just trying to get right. traction with an audience. And it is it is a joke to everyone except the audience. Right. That's the, you know, like, like again, and, and we sound like we're beating on Fox News because they need it. Anyway, you, you have a company that has a vaccine mandate at their office. And yeah. you, you you know you know what I mean like like their office says you you have to wear 
you have to wear a mask, you have to be vaccinated, whatever to come. So you put on your mask, you get your vaccine, you go to work, they turn on the camera and say, how dare they have you wear a mask? You better not be back. And you're just like, and again, getting back to being comedians, like you're the Daily Show, it's like, okay, be funnier than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have a great belief in capitalism evening out all of this. And the fact that Disney wound up buying Fox, that will wear down like a river rock in the center of the Missouri. It's slow but sure. <laughs> it, you know, in 10 years, I'll just be a pebble and they'll go, hey, you remember when that one guy used to come on and rant and rave? Right. It'll just kind of happen. But not because anybody wanted it to, but because somebody made more money another way. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right about the capitalism. Yeah. If there's money in it, you know, that that usually works. That usually there's a few people who can't be bought. Yeah. But most people can be bought. It, uh, and, and when I say bought, I don't mean compromise all of your morals or change who you are. I mean that business will decide what you like you said. Oh, there's more money in doing it this way. So let's do it this way. Again, getting back yeah. to smoking, right? They, when they realized there's more money in a non-smoking restaurant right. than a smoking restaurant, it was like, okay, all the restaurants are non-smoking. And honestly, capitalism, the, 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 the price you will have to pay is that somebody in Congress will have to go, well, I can't hang my constituents out by you trying to flip smoking around like that because I'm from North Carolina, so here's what we're going to do. You're going to give me 10 years, and you're going to let me retool these farms, and you're going to let me retrain this workforce, and you're going to let these corporations diversify so R.J. Reynolds isn't just cigarettes anymore. you got to let me do that, or all of American capitalism is going to flip too fast for us. And sometimes that deal with the devil is made. Yeah, and sometimes it flips too fast, but it's because, well, you refused to move. Yes, right. You know, you That's refused, when it flips too fast is you when you haven't when, – when the opposition to it is too entrenched and, and isn't willing to make a compromise. Right. That's what happens. Sometimes it's just in explaining things to people. And that's why we get back to that sort of asshole reflex is, is to me – the whole vaccine thing is this. Here's how I would explain it to my Republican friends. We have an American industry, hospitals and the healthcare system, that is in crisis, just like the automobile industry was and the steel industry was and big ag was. And we bailed them out, and we bailed them out with government money because that's what they needed. We don't need the money necessarily right now. We need people to stop coming through the fucking front door right. sick. Because they're overwhelmed. How do we help a big chunk of the American gross national product right now, which is the healthcare industry? How do we help them recover? The best way, not have people coming through the front door. It's economics. It's rude and, it, and it's, it's bald-faced, but that is a way to explain it, at least to some people that might help it. It makes sense to them. And their initial punch back isn't, hey, fuck me, fuck you. Right. Well, okay, just, you know, on that topic, this this is why it's like Congress, really? <laughs> Have you heard about this guy, Madison Cawthorn? Yeah. Who urges women to raise their sons to be monsters, like like 
He's saying that masculinity is going away. Testosterone is dropping. So basically, raise your son to be a caveman, uh, insult women, attack women. Of course, he's going to be rolling coal because he's a real real man and yeah, you, know, right. <laughs> you know so but but this guy's in congress that that's the that's the thing about you know even if you go back to let's go back to Reagan right because they all it all goes swear back to by Reagan. well they swear by <laughs> Reagan but they they refuse to accept like they the, today's republican party would not accept Reagan like he no, would be way too too, too close yeah. to the middle but back then you did have Congress and, and the president or a different congressman would disagree, but they still got drunk together, you yeah, know, and now, absolutely. now it's like, no, I want to kill you. Well, you know? two things, first of all. <laughs> no, I want my uh, son it, to kill you. Yeah, I want my son right. to be a monster. <laughs> if you want you. men to have more testosterone, if you want boys to have more testosterone, well, you know. Stop letting sex offenders run to Boy Scouts. Let's start there. So clean that mess up. And then maybe you've got a apprentice system, a clean apprentice system, where if a boy wants, if he's interested in that, in hunting and fishing and camping or whatever might be the outdoors, more what we would consider old-style manly stuff, he's got an avenue where he's not going to get molested because he, he, you know, he's trying to get a merit badge. Yeah. So clean that up. Now you've got a system that's going to help. Uh, young men who want to pursue that avenue, and then if they don't, let them do it. And the other thing on the on the what's the large one macro yeah. on the macro level, maybe as a country, we're just finally beginning to tiptoe out of adolescence. You know, you look <laughs> at Italy and you go, they have strippers in their Congress, right, and right. you know maybe that's just finally happening for us. And this is the growing pains is that we have com- you know psychos. On all sides who are just creeping in because they can. Hand it to the Republicans. They looked at it 20 years ago and 30 years ago and went, you know what? Let's start at the school board level. Oh, the the school board. Yeah, they did. And now they run the school boards and they're chucking books that are great. And they're just because they have the majority. But what they've done, yeah, they've run the school boards. And then people, like before you didn't notice the school board. They took over the school boards and people were like, holy shit, what's going on? with?" So now you have the, the more liberal and progressive parents going in and getting elected in the school yeah, board. right. And the right wing, they're like, well, we're not going to get elected. We're just storming the gates. You know, we're, we've come full circle of what we're right. talking about, right? <laughs> Where now they're just, no, we're not going to wait till the next election. Or, or even here, look at California. We're not going to wait till the next election. We're going to have the state waste $300 million because Gavin Newsom went to a restaurant without a mask. Right. Let's stop pretending it was anything other than that. He went to a restaurant without a mask and the Republican Party said, we can take over all of California's business. (laughs) And you know who we got? We got a talk show host. We found a black guy who hates black people. That's our guy. Another comic, incidentally. <laughs> oh yeah, but but it, Larry it, Elder tried stand up. Yeah, and it, <laughs> you know it, it really <laughs> it really hurts us to to call him. And you know, it's fun. I was doing talk radio uh, for a while this year, and I said, "What the reason I'm absolutely sure Larry Elder's not qualified to be governor is because I'm a talk show radio host right now." That, that is the guarantee yeah. that no talk radio host is qualified to be governor. The fact that they're letting me do this, okay? Like- yeah. <laughs> this is the beauty, again, the, the, the painful beauty 
of democracy is it takes this level of global insanity <laughs> for people to get involved. And now you have people involved, like you're saying. I mean, you know, I don't want to get off my ass. But then suddenly you go, uh, well, I, I, I can't sit by and let that happen. No, you know, it's – and they, they lose their minds over things – but but again, the, and we're talking about the bigger societal things. But again, just the little day to day. I don't know. You know, uh, walking down the sidewalk and and moving over for somebody to let them walk by, as opposed yeah. to asserting this is my sidewalk. I'm gonna walk here. Yeah, cutting the line. You know, um, Russell Peters had a great line at the time. It was back when. Uh, the guy on the radio was taking pictures of people in Times Square, and this woman got mad at him. It was Opie and Anthony. I don't know which one of them it was. Right. But he's taking pictures of random people, and this woman was like, hey, you can't do that. And he's like, yes, I can't, blah, blah. And Russell said something that I always thought was great. So Russell said, you know, some people, they just weren't punched in the mouth when they were a kid. Like He's <laughs> like, you know, if you get punched in the mouth yeah. as a kid for the rest of your life, you think before you act That's just right. based on the fact like man remember that time i got punched in the mouth <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> that's absolutely correct there there have to be consequences people are angry and that anger is coming out uh in what they believe i honestly believe is is their chance to advocate for themselves i, I don't think they're hiding behind that i think a lot of people uh, really believe that. Like, hey, wait a second. I'm not being heard here. This is changing too fast. That's changing too fast. Who said that could happen when I wasn't looking? So Hang I'm going to get a gun. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I, I found a bunch of like-minded people. We're going to go demonstrate. Now, then that grows into the sicker elements on, on any side of it. But, you know, it is that, 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 urge to go, wait, I'm not going to get walked on anymore. And I get that. And, I, and I'm okay with the demonstration if you don't agree. But it's the the insanity that goes oh, with God, it. That's yeah. the part, you know, the, the no, I'm not going to protest out here. We're going to storm the gate. We're going to, you know, when, when I heard, like it blew my mind. I didn't even realize this was going on, that anti-vax people were like, blocking vaccine places and yeah. stopping and I was like wait a minute what like if you haven't how how do you get to the point I'm we have to wrap up soon but I'm going to ask you this question because you know everything you won an Emmy <laughs> uh, what happens in your head when you say I don't believe in this and I have the right to stop you from doing it that's a, that is the euphoria of the initial high of finally expressing yourself, advocating for yourself, not understanding that that that's the first time you did it. Now you got to take that and mold that again into the system Americans have built for uh, making change. When you don't do that, when your first instinct is just that instinct to advocate for yourself or say, hey, wait a second, this is what I feel, there's a high that goes with it. And you don't understand that it's crack unless you <laughs> reel it back in. So you got – it's like the first time you ever drove a speedboat. You go, this is nice. I wonder what it can do. And then, bam, you're doing like 130. <laughs> and you're going, Whee! 
<laughs> and somebody goes, there's a dock up there and a storm coming. I don't give a fuck. And then eventually you will give a fuck yeah, well, because you, you hit, hit the, the dock. dock and the storm comes in. <laughs> so unless you understand that that is a high, that, you, that that is a rush, you're feeling the rush of power and the rush of commonality with others who think the same as, as you do, you think. But now take that and mold it into something inside the system that can make it work. Yeah, well, listen, and I said at the beginning, we're not going to solve this. I mean, the 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 reward, rewarding asshole behavior has to stop. What was the it, what's one the would worst? Hope, one would hope it would stop, but you know what the rest of the world looks at it as? Well, that's the American way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the entire world. And then and then what do what do what a quote Americans say? Well, screw you. You know, it it, yeah. it just becomes a thing. I, I don't know if it's self-fulfilling. It definitely feeds on itself. But anyway, I'm sorry. So what was our the question? Our heroes are, 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 have asshole in them, but they know how to control it. Right. And that's where we as a country, as we go through our teens and the rest of the world is adults already, uh, some of them incredibly dysfunctional, but adults nonetheless, in our teens, we're going to hopefully grow to a point where we know how to control that asshole instinct. What's the worst asshole moment you can remember in your life? You mean for me or for yeah, somebody else? For any anything. It, it's so man. There's so many. To me, it's the little things. Like I say, it's it's the not cleaning up the dog shit. It it's wearing the mask under your chin. It's yeah. Not standing in line or or being that person with the full basket in the express lane, <laughs> because you know that like this this is what bothers me when you bully the employee. So you have the lower level employee, the store clerk, the yeah. doorman, whatever, and you bully that person because you can. You, when you bully the flight attendant, but you sit your ass down when the pilot comes out. You know that yeah. those people to me are the worst. Bullies are the worst. And when you when you do that, like doesn't apply to me. I got I got forty items in a shopping cart. I'm staying in this yeah. line. I dare you to say something. Those are the ones, like Russell said, never punched in the mouth as a kid. So we got we have to somehow teach and or reinforce respect for others. Yeah. Because yeah. then you don't have that issue because your initial instinct is, you know, screw it. I got to get out of here fast and I can't wait in those lines. Maybe you just say that. Right. Maybe you respect the person behind the counter and go, and it may appear to be a low level. It could be a manager for all I know. I don't know. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to approach this. And try to express my feelings. We we have to get out of here. Come an asshole. <laughs> but I'm going to say my hope in that. This is my hope in that. Last year, the kids were sent home for homeschooling, and the parents found out what real little assholes they have. Right? Because these kids were perfect, and it was the teacher's fault. And then they came yeah. home. So maybe this will turn the tide. Maybe parents will be like, "Wow, oh, is yeah. that what I did?" Did I raise that? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true, man. When you live with the heckler, you understand the heckler a lot better. <laughs> Jeff, where can people find you, follow you? What projects are you doing right now? Are you doing a show right now? I know you have your podcast. I am out pitching uh, a couple of things, including a film script. Uh, and uh, when I uh, when I sell one of those, I'll come back. In the meantime, 
I got my podcast, Play With Pain, which is hosted by my alter ego, Chet Waterhouse, sportscaster Chet I'm, Waterhouse. I'm a regular guest. I love Chet. It's the best. It's, it's a <laughs> stupid 20 minutes. It's really, it is nothing like this. It never gets anywhere near this uh, uh, substantive. It's, it's stupid and idiot and fun. Uh, so that's on wherever you get podcasts. It's called Play With Pain. Um, and then I'm out on the road. I'm opening for Brian Regan. Some dates coming up in mid-November in uh, uh, Worcester, Mass, and Buffalo, and uh, Cleveland, Akron, and then Chicago. So that'll be fun. It'll be my first time out in a while. And, uh, yeah, at Real Jeff Cesario on Twitter. That's where you can find me. Jeff, thank you so much. Oh, man, uh, you what a know, blast. It's, it's been so much fun over the years. We have laughed a lot in front of screens, behind screens, yes. on stages, and everything else. I'm going to be at uh, JR's Comedy Club in Valencia this weekend. I'm going to be at Bellflower Comedy Club um, in Bellflower, California, which is a suburb of L.A., uh, Friday night and next weekend I'm headed to Tampa to side splitters. Thank you everyone for listening. Jeff, thank you so much for dropping in. My and, pleasure. and I hope I hope somebody heard this and said, you know, I'm not gonna be an asshole. I'm gonna use my turn signal <laughs> and sell my Tesla. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Who's paying attention? You are. It's Alonzo Bowden. Thank you. 